at the end of the day, you know, making a good buck and just kind of being eh, my job or was it more or less do you want to just take the leap of faith if you mess up you mess up so right. it's time for me Thank you're you. joining the elite group of guests that we've had on here so far <laughs> we've had some great guests on here um and all yeah. honest, i mean they've all they've all been special and they've all been unique in their own way um you know just with everything that they've done so we're we're happy to add you to that list but I definitely want to understand how you and Kyle know each other because I, I he didn't really get into that backstory. Yeah, um, we we both went to school with John Carroll. Uh, I feel like I mainly met Peter through the entrepreneurship courses that we had, and so there were a lot of kids in there that were just kind of in that class just to kind of be in it as like an elective or something like that. But um, Peter was definitely one of them that you know when when we had to come up with an idea or something like that, like he would actually put thought into the idea and like actually put effort towards it. Um, so, you know, it's no surprise to me that, you know, now we're in this call talking about, um, you know, new businesses and things like that and having them be one of the guests on our podcast for starting his own business. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we met through school. Um, we were both into lifting here and there. So we talked about lifting all the time and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it was a love story. <laughs> lifting here and there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Kyle get you into lifting? Cause he got me into lifting. How oh, did he? Um, my, some of my, uh, my closest friends growing up, um, they are just, they're just gym monkeys and you know, they, they're there seven days a week. They don't miss, they don't miss a beat. So they're the ones that got me into lifting. They're the ones that can make me continue lifting. Um, they definitely have been an inspiration for me. So shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, yeah Cam says I got him into lifting, and now he's just like five times my size. <laughs> like, I was I, tell me what you're doing because I have no idea. I'm doing uh, something. Uh, we started lifting together, and then like three months later, I was just twice his size already. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, man, but uh, yeah, and here we are four years later. So yeah, it's, it's been good. But no, I mean it's it's. I'm, I'm happy that Kyle had said that you put like all your effort towards stuff. Uh, you know, you don't see it as just opportunities wasted and time wasted. You actually try and yet, and then you end up excelling at it. So it, it's always nice to hear that, you know, people take school, whether they believe that it's going to be, you know, whether it's something that they actually want to do, or it's a topic that they don't want to do and actually still putting time and effort towards it. Because at the end of the day, no matter what the class is, even if it, you hate it, you can take away something. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, for me, it's always been one of those things where it's like passion just drives everything. And it's like, it's like when you see a vision of like what you want to get done, you're going to do anything you can to get that thing done. Um, so any experience that I had with Kyle, um, those are typically the classes that I really did enjoy and the classes that I, you know, went full tilt towards. Um, but at the same time, that's a side of me that you don't know. It's, it's, if there's something I don't like, I can't get fully invested in it. So other classes, I wasn't with you, um, any electives or any core classes. If I didn't like the class, I just mentally was not there. And that sounds horrible, but, um, I just could not get into it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Love cars. I think you have a a Subaru, right? It's more like the sporty ones though, right? I'm not really too into cars. So you're gonna have to explain (laughs) what kind it is. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've got, I've got, uh, a Subaru, uh, WRX STI. Um, I, you know, I've loved, I've loved cars. Uh, 
ever since I got my first one, um, back, back in high school, you know, I worked my, my tail off to get that thing. I worked a minimum wage dishwashing job, saved up every penny for first year that I was working, finally got that car. And that's what started the the whole detailing thing too. Um, I was a more or less a nutcase with cleaning my cars every single day. Yeah out there i remember seeing on your story i mean it was just your car and it was just whack like you'd wax it like three times (laughs) a week (laughs) i mean it it, it's just one thing for me where it's like my mind just not turns off but it's just like it's at peace you know what i mean it's it's easy it's you're not working you're just doing your thing so yeah so let's use that i was gonna say we could use that as into a segue of like actually describing what your company is like what you do now that you've talked about how you started it, the motivation behind it, um, let's talk a little bit about like what it is and, and what you do for other people. Yeah, so I have a mobile detailing business um, and essentially what it is, I've got a fully sustainable um, van that has you know power, it's got water generators, it's got um, pressure washers, every single tool I need to do the job that's that's at hand, um, and we bring our services to our clients directly to their houses, their their offices, wherever they are. We can we can do it literally wherever. Um, and you know the mission that I set forth was to you know change what the standard of a good detail is. And that might sound silly. It's it's a car wash business, but um, when you take it to the next level people really do appreciate it and people definitely do uh, take note of it. And uh, I mean, the majority of my business is word of mouth and I've met some amazing people just from, you know, doing something I'm passionate about. So um, that's the long and the short of it. It's, it's a very simple business, very simple business structure. There's nothing to it, uh, but it's just something I'm passionate about and something I'm pursuing. So it's definitely good to raise the standard. You know, like you had mentioned, there there is a standard, but you want to take it to the next level and take it even higher. So kudos to that, because, you know, having that drive to try to figure out and to know that there's a better way to go about doing it, it's going to make your company better in the short and in the long run, for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you guys can attest to this, too. I mean, it's it's one of those things where in any position. So when I was uh, at school in Cleveland, um, I was working for for a car wash and it was like a turn and burn business and everything. I'm sure you guys can attest to this anywhere you've worked. You can see it in yourself. How can I make this better? How can I do this my way if I were to run this? Um, and that's why I, I say you guys can definitely attest to this because you guys are, are taking a leap of faith too. Um, and you know, it's because, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. It's like, I can do this, you know, I can do this better or it's just, I can do this a different way that nobody's seen before. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a leap. We just don't know what's on the bottom, whether we're going to hit a pile of rocks or a a nice like meadow. I don't know, dude, we're going to land on a cloud hopefully, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We, we, we try to um, relate to the situation, but I think that that's a mindset that isn't necessarily taught. I think that you gotta, you know, you gotta be born with that mindset and, or learn it a, and take it upon yourself to think like, okay, you get put in the situation. You're like, all right, well, how can I make this better? You know, if I was running this show, if I was manager or owner, whatever the case would be, what would I do differently? And a lot of people don't see that. They just think of like, think of ways of how to get through the day. 
they don't really necessarily think of how they can improve the processes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, that's, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, of life is that there are so many different people and not everybody wants to, you know, have, uh, the control in like a business that maybe you guys and I essentially want. Um, not that it's fully control. I have someone else that works with me. He's a great buddy of mine. And, you know, I give all the credit to him as well. He's, he's been a part of it since day one, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's great to see, you know? Yeah, definitely. So after school, Peter, did you, were you working full time after school? Yeah. So I was working for, um, I was working for a construction company here in Buffalo, uh, working full time. We were working on a, a $30 million job. Um, that was the job I was assigned to with my project management team. Um, I was the new guy. So, uh, it was a, a, big leap for me. And it was, it was a lot of learning and it was something that I cherished and I, I love the guys that I work with. Um, but I mean, essentially ended up landing here. So, right. So you, you made that decision. How far into the job were you, right? Had you been working there for a year and then you thought, you know what, it's, you know, time for me to, to do what I want to do. And you just yeah t- took off with it. Exactly. Exactly. So when I graduated from school, um, I started working three different jobs. The one was detailing. Another one was a serving position. Um, and then finally it was an internship at that construction company. Um, and I was doing all three of those things and it, it, you know, the money was great, but, uh, it became a little overwhelming. So I'm like, all right, let me cut back a little bit. Started to, uh, ease off with serving completely finished serving. Um, the internship turned into a full-time position, uh, so I started eagerly pursuing that and, and really putting a lot of my time and effort into what was needed out of me for that company. Um, and then as the next spring rolled around, um, a lot of the clients that I have already established really started referring me. This was, this was the fifth year um, of me doing detailing as a side business. And this is when people really, really started referring me and it turned into one or two details a day, basically after work every single day. Um, and for me financially, it, it made a ton of sense because, you know, I didn't have to work nearly as much. And I don't mean that in like, a in sort of a cocky way, it was just, you know, I could put more of my time and effort into something that I love doing and I can be more financially free and make my own schedule kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more or less, you know, do I want to take this safe path of working for this great company and slowly climbing the ladder and at the end of the day, you know, making a good buck and just kind of being at eh, my job? Or was it more or less, do you want to just take the leap of faith? If you mess up, you mess up. So right. it's it time for me. Yep. I think Kyle and I are in the same, we're, we're getting to that, but we, <laughs> yeah, we it's have tough for us. Now. We got to, once we get product though, like, cause right now, like we want to make that decision because we know like what we're currently doing for our nine to five, like it's pretty much funding what we're trying to do on the side. And, you know, we need something to sell before we actually make that (laughs) determination. But, um, but yeah, hopefully we're, we're at that point in, you know, next year or so. Yeah. And to your point is word of mouth marketing is huge. 
you know, and, and Kyle and I are definitely hoping that we can use that to our advantage. And that'll be like our number one, like marketing tactic will be word of mouth because what you see, like what you see here is what you get, right? This, this is authentic, you know, and it's, I'm sure it's the same way with you too, man. And, you know, people love that side of things and they love hearing about like how you come up and how you build your company, especially like at a young age, uh, and, you know, going through that process and, and taking it upon yourself. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um, but especially from like a financial standpoint is some people are like, okay, well, like, how do you pay for this? And, and to w- what you were saying is that you had three jobs and you basically probably put yourself in a stressful position a lot of times just to get to where you're at today. So like, did you, are you, did you fund everything like out of pocket yourself from your, the jobs you had in like high school and then college? Um, so that's, that's a good question actually. Um, so mainly it was the funding, uh, from working those three jobs. Um, I had a little stashed away, um, and slowly but surely, uh, kind of worked my way up and, Obviously, you guys understand there's startup costs. Um, yeah, it's cost to have products. There's cost to have anything. Everything's expensive nowadays. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. It it was great. So the past this past spring, when everything started ramping up, um, from about spring and or uh, about March until probably October, I'd say that was all the money that was coming in from detailing um, was put right into the business. Um, and I'm very fortunate to say that now I can comfortably, uh, you know, pay myself. Um, but for those that, that stress of months, it was, it was just a consistent grind. It was just right. consistently putting everything you have yep. towards what you're working towards. So, I mean, it's very rewarding and I'm excited to see where you guys go with what you're doing. This is it gives me honestly, and I'm in the infancy stage of my company, but it like already gives me nostalgia. It's like, you know, <laughs> it feels like getting into it yeah. Yeah. Right as you make it. Um, and I'm not saying that I even made it yet, but right as you like hit the ground running. Oh my God, it, there's nothing like it. You just like sit there and one day you just realize like, I'm actually doing this. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I can't, I can't even express it. Yeah, man. And the startup costs are steep. Right. So to your point too, is like, you're going to have when you're in this stage, you got like cash outflow, you got no little to no inflow. Even if you have a little inflow, that's great. But starting this, it's like outflow, outflow, outflow. And then what you're hoping to do and what you're trying to do and what you can do is you take these startup expenses and then you you tuck them away because you still got to report taxes. Even if you like Kyle and I, you know, we're going through that process right now. We have a whole year of just expenses. Right. But then you can write it off in the future when you do have income. So that's, you know, just a little financial tip for people listening to this that don't necessarily know how it works. But you take those startup expenses, you can you can eventually write them off. So, you know, just keep the head down, keep grinding. It's a process. Yeah. Uh, but Peter, you mentioned beforehand how, you know, your, your main target or your main uh, marketing tactic is through word of mouth. Like people, you do an awesome job, whatever you do, um, whenever you do detail the cars and then people are like, Oh, you know, this guy's company, it's great. If you need a detailing service, when you started this, did, is that, you mentioned that's kind of how, you know, you kind of leaned off of, uh, the serving aspect that was your other job because people started referring you and you kept getting more and more detail offerings. Did you ever have like some sort of marketing strategy? Um, so the way that 
I have been uh, conducting more or less marketing efforts towards the business as it started. Um, legit, like uh, when it was completely legitimized back in this past August of 2020. Um, it was, it's has been and will continue to be mainly word of mouth. Um, and from me, and you understanding this too, uh, coming from a marketing background, you understand how important it is to you know, have those, those venues and those, uh, ways of reaching people that are in your target market. Um, and for me, the people that are in my target market, just to briefly explain it, it's, it's more of middle to upper middle class, um, individuals, uh, that we typically do most of which are, um, are females. Uh, a lot of, a lot of these, these women are getting their cars detailed for their husbands, for themselves, that kind of a thing. Um, but to go back to the, the word of mouth thing, you know, we have, we have a, a strategy of what we're going to do this coming spring. Um, and it's not going to be as much digital as we thought it would be. A lot of it's going to be getting into the big neighborhoods and, and doing things that are as simple as, you know, flyers and that kind of a thing. Um, because right now, and for you guys, for you to understand Buffalo, everybody knows everybody. And that's why it's so important to have good word of mouth. Um, we're consistently obviously polite. Uh, we're very, very mature, um, in front of our clients. We do the job right every single time. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, so, I mean, coming from that aspect, that's honestly the plan for now is to keep doing that. We have little things here and there that we're going to be doing and releasing as the time moves forward in the very near future. But for now, we've been completely fine with word of mouth. We've been completely fine. I mean, oh, yeah. it makes complete sense, right? Because there's no reason for you to try to market to people on like the West Coast because, you know, you'd have to drive all the way over there. <laughs> So doing it locally, using the word of mouth locally, using the flyers, like, you know, it that makes a lot more sense than maybe going on to like Facebook. And then, I mean, you can go on to Facebook and you can set your, your target and narrow it down to a specific like state or whatnot. But yeah, I, yeah definitely, you know, I, I definitely think that flyers and word of mouth are, is a good way to do it locally. But, you know, uh, you know, Mike Latempia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, doing, this is, yeah. This, Okay. Uh, Mike's a good guy. He was on here earlier. <laughs> Mike, he'd make a sick video for you guys for um, shine detailing. Yeah, honestly, that'd He's be pretty awesome. good. Yeah, we uh, we've been actually looking to get out uh, out of state a little bit and kind of just go to either events or uh, just just talk to other people that are in that kind of a business. So if we're ever in the area, we'll we'll let them know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. If you ever find your way out to Colorado, let us know. <laughs> let, let me know at least. Yeah. So, so what's been like the most difficult part for you or the hardest part for you in starting this? Um, I guess more or less, uh, number one is taking the leap of faith. Um, it takes a lot of confidence to do that kind of a thing. Um, it obviously is a big risk. Uh, but for me to, express how happy I am where I am. Um, I urge people to kind of, you know, take that risk and, and see it in themselves, especially at a young age, because you can definitely uh, recover. Um, what kind of sacrifices did you have to make whenever you 
you know, you, even through college, like up from from college up until when you decided you had you wanted to quit your job. Um, what kind of sacrifices did you make? Did you, you know, did friends look at you differently when you made those decisions, that kind of thing? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that there was many sacrifices made in college. Um, I still, you know, had uh, a solid friend group and, and enjoyed myself in college. Um, but I did get the work done that I needed to get done. Um, not many people, really critiqued me in any way. Um, I'll be honest, the only people that really critiqued anything that I was considering doing was my family. And I think that's more or less them looking out for me. Um, but they can't, they couldn't be happier kind of a thing. So gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. So can you also kind of describe the detailing process with cars? Cause I mean, myself included, when I hear the word detailing, like I know it's more so cleaning the insides and stuff like that, but I don't really know what goes into you know, a service that you provide compared to like, you know, going to a car wash and then coming home and just cleaning out the inside of my car. Like what's so special about detailing a car that kind of gives you that extra edge over other people in the area or any other service that might be out there? I mean, so to start detailing is a huge, it's a broad, uh, term. Um, there's a lot of things that can go into it. Uh, and the sector that I, have specialized in um, is is exactly uh, exterior maintenance um, and uh, and protection. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, there's there's a lot of protective um, coatings that you can put on cars and everything. Uh, there's a very successful business that's that's actually here in Buffalo um, that I actually bought the van from uh, to get started and everything. Um, and they do a, what's called a ceramic coating. And, and that extends the longevity, you know, of, of the exterior of the car. The, it's like basically like a added clear coat um, to the car and it cures on there and it has like an extreme hardness. Um, so we do lots of maintenance and, and protection of that. Um, we do a lot of hand applications of waxes um, on the exterior. Interior, it's, it's all deep clean stuff. So anything that the typical vacuum can get, we'll get 10 times more than that. Um, we just, what we do is we just go above and beyond what any normal person would do. Um, we've got some crazy tools, we've got some crazy equipment, uh, and we just, we stay there three or four hours when we do a job, um, and it gets the job done right. Uh, I don't know if that necessarily answers your question. There's a lot to what we do. Um, it is simple, but there are a lot of services. Um, but to sum it up, it is just exterior maintenance of, you know, nicer vehicles and then interior cleaning, like deep cleaning. Okay. Gotcha. Do you have like a, like a, um, do you price on like a per package basis or do you go on like a, you know, you site on scene and then you price it based on what needs to be done? So a lot of our clients, like I said, they are uh, more middle to upper middle class. Um, so a lot of these people, not that they don't care about money, but a lot of the time they do say, you know, like, just come and tell me what I need kind of a thing. Um, but we do have it structured. So we have prices broken down from three different packages. Um, and you can break it down if you want to do just interior, just exterior or both. Um, makes it nice and easier. And it all depends on, you know, the size of the vehicle. That's how the pricing structured. Um, and then if you want to take a step further, uh, 
you know, there's like more or less a la carte kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you want like certain services that are only offered in one thing, it's all pretty simple. Gotcha. Now has your pricing changed since you originally started the company up until now? Yes. Yes. And it has gone up, um, not drastically. Um, but the way that I have set the pricing for the business, and I mean this in a very respectful way, I wanted to have, um, that middle to upper middle class, uh, I guess, um, target market. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. And it's smart because I mean, if someone's, you know, if someone, I'm sure someone's willing to pay two, 300 bucks to have them do a really good job at the cleaning on the car. Cause number one, it protects their, you know, horrible investment of a car because cars depreciate like crazy. But number two, I mean, it just makes it look great. So. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we, we wanted to kind of stick away from disaster cars. Um, so, I mean, right. Our, our pricing is very competitive with, with other detailing companies in, in the area, whether or not they're commercial scale or just uh, kind of the same kind of gig as we are. Um, we are very competitive with that. So it's not even like we're, we're, we're that far off. Um, so what are, so I got to ask now, so what are some of the best cars that you've had the chance of detailing? (laughs) (laughs) We get this question all the time. Uh, what's the best car you detailed? Um, we've detailed some, some great, uh, some great cars. We detail, um, very nice luxury cars often that is like our like porsches uh bmws audis those are just constant all the time um but the ones that stick out um i mean we've done we've done bentley's we've done aston martins we've done um one of my good clients he's actually my first client ever uh he's got a garage full of um of old restored cars and these cars are just priceless i mean it's like a 1964 uh, GTO that's, that's got ridiculous amounts of, of money put into it. Um, and these cars are just great to, you know, be a part of kind of a thing. Um, I would say my favorite car by far, uh, we did, it was a limited edition. I think it was one of 25. Um, it was a Porsche 911. This thing was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) I, I, I couldn't even express when we got there. It was like, it was a 10 year old car. We got there and my mouth just hit the floor and I was like, (laughs) touch this. So yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. So, so when you work with some of your clients, do they, I'm assuming like some of them are pretty private just with the market that you have. So like, they probably don't want you posting the work on social media. Have you ever come across that or are they pretty free range with like allowing you to post your work on social media? I mean, I I'd say, we haven't knock on wood. Um, we haven't ran into that yet, uh, where somebody kind of says like, no, don't post it on social media. Um, but when we do post on social media, um, all their personal information is always going to be secured. We always, you know, block out the, uh, license plate numbers. We don't ever have anything personal in the background, that kind of a thing. Um, we, we never want to make the client feel like their personal items are on display. So, right. Smart man, smart man. See, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that stuff too, like that, you know, you, you got to just be thinking about stuff like that all the time, right? Um, I know some, like, you're not going to Google that and find like that exact answer that you want online. Be like, oh, you know, what should I post, you know, today? And 
but so uh, you definitely got to know stuff like that. So that's awesome. Good to know for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the greatest things too, about, you know, owning a business. And this is one of the biggest things I've learned too, is that you're just going to learn yourself. Um, and there's not, you, there's things, like you said, you can't just go online and say, you know, what can I, and what can I post? It's just one of those things where you just got to use your intuition. Um, and it's, it's always rewarding whenever you get your, your style and, and your process, it is always rewarding. Oh, for sure. It's like Kyle and I, we follow like Max Chinning and like Christian Guzman. They talk about it all the time about like, you have to learn through experience. You know, you can sit there and you can read, you know, a ton of books or listen to a ton of lectures and watch a ton of videos. But at the end of the day, that's not going to push you in the direction of actually starting shit and making it happen. Right. Like you got to take it upon yourself to get after it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to, to kind of echo off that too, that's, that's something that has always been a part of me is, you know, the gym. Um, and I, I guess you guys can attest to this too. It's, it's one of those things where that's what teaches you a lot of discipline. Um, mm-hmm. that's what kind of teaches you how, how to kind of apply that to other ways in your life too. Um, and not to be like a total side rant here, but, um, you realize that every single workout, every single meal, everything, matters every single one of them and even though you don't see the results immediately it's like it's just like when you're working you do i do one car i put my my all into it not gonna matter right now a couple months down the road they've got two new clients for me that kind of a thing it's always gonna pay off it's 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 great yeah that's definitely something that jim's always taught me it's (laughs) there when you're when you're at your lows and when you're at your highs and it's great I'm obsessed yeah. with 50 pounds is still 50 pounds, no matter if you're in a bad or a good mood, <laughs> right? Yep. You still got to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So Peter, where do you see shine detailing services in the next five years? Um, you know, my goal for this year, um, I've got one other person with me. Um, I hope to take on another person. That's my goal for this year. Um, and then moving forward, I would like to have a very, very small fleet of, of vans, um, that do the exact same thing. They'll be managed by people that have been in with the business. Um, and I don't want to say I want to start taking over like detailing for dealerships, but I want to kind of expand my, my grasp a little bit on the community. Um, I think we have a lot to offer and I think that we can offer it and there's a lot of business out there. Um, so I, it's mainly just to to get more people a part of the team um, and to keep growing the team and keep growing the business. Um, simple said, but that's really it. Yeah. Do you have your customers write reviews um, for you guys after you're done detailing them? No, that's something or I... Not currently. That's something I was actually just talking about. Um, so we have a few people that have written reviews. We've got a website. We've got the website um, promoted through uh, Google AdWords with SEO and everything. We, I pay a company to do that. Um, and the review thing is going to be one of the one of the incentives on these flyers. Um, it's going to be more or less like a more ways to save kind of a thing. It's like refer a friend, you get an extra five percent off. You know, write a review good or bad. Um, you get another 5% off that kind of a thing. So we want people talking about us. Um, but we want it to be genuine. So 
right to kind of answer that yes we we do have a few reviews um but we aren't currently like pushing people to do that kind of a thing yet Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure as soon as you start pushing people to write reviews, because just like you said, like if you're detailing a car, you're putting your all into it. And I'm sure it's one of those satisfactory things where you're not going to leave until it's, you know, good by your standards. So, um, you know, I'm sure you've, you probably have never, have you ever had any unhappy customers thus far? Um, you know, the only customer that was dissatisfied, uh, was, and it wasn't even really our doing, um, it's it's just a weird story they spilled milk in their car um and the milk started rotting and you know we we did all the services we could to get it out we thought we got it out um we were positive we got it out um and she called back and she wasn't unhappy she just said kind of a, like she just wasn't fulfilled so and you're gonna get those customers um right just take the good with the bad and we keep learning we we talked about how can we do better next time, uh, just to kind of learn from that thing. But that's really it so far. Knock on wood. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like you, like, would you ever have a brick and mortar store or would you just allow people to like throughout the U S like apply to work for you? And then if you supplied the vans then you could literally branch out in each state, um, you know, and uh, you don't need any actual store. So just, if you get to that point where you want to branch into different states and you have the capital to do so, and if you allow them to have the vans and you, you know, they get background checks and all that, you could really be in any state you wanted to, right? Exactly. I mean, I have, we have a, a client He's one of, one of our greatest clients. He's, he's a great guy. He's very well connected. Um, they've got, they've got a lot of money. And, uh, the reason why I say that is because they are, they're big investors in small businesses. And, and he's mentioned it to me before. He's like, you know, he's like, Pete, when you're ready to franchise, come and talk to me. So, um, that's one of those things where not within the next five years, but maybe 10 years down the road, I would love to get in a different state. I would love to say, Hey, we've got, we've got <laughs> over five. And states. It's, it's cool because your business model literally sets you up to excel in that. I mean, you don't have, you don't have to buy, you know, a storage space anywhere. It's just, everything is in a van. And I mean, you're direct to consumer wherever they are. You're, you can go clean their car for them, whether it's at work or anything like that. Like, um, I mean, I just think that's a you know great business model already sets yeah. you up for expansion. Exactly. I mean, the, the biggest expense is the van and then the equipment in the van. Um, otherwise the legal fees, um, those are minimal compared to, to just having that equipment. Um, and even that it's a very small investment, which was all the more incentive for me to take the leap of faith just to add right. that. So. Well, we know who to talk to Kyle. If we ever get to the point where you want to franchise <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or just grow, maybe get some, some capital in here, man. Yeah. yeah net, networking's big. We, we talk about it on every single episode oh, yeah. uh, where we have a guest. It's networking is huge, man. So it's you great guys, to see. Are you Go guys have any groups, like any, uh, any like entrepreneurial groups, um, in, in like your areas or anything, or just even online? So, We've kind of talked about it. We, I don't, I haven't really found one. And we were, we were talking the other day, like long term, like we just want to have this like huge group of people where I don't care what the business is, but they just started it or like you're going to start it. And it's just this group of people that like 
it doesn't matter who you are. Like you can just help each other. Like, for example, like, um, Mike's one of the people on our team and he's extremely talented with videography and cinematography and stuff like that. And like, if you, you know, if you wanted to run an ad or something, or you wanted to create a video, then you just like post it in a group and Mike, who's in the group would be like, Oh, like, you know, I'm in the Buffalo area. I'm great with video cameras and stuff like that. Like, let's, shoot a video or something like that like trying to so i guess long story short is no we're not in one right now but um we have talked about it like i i don't know i want i kind of want to create one somehow hold on <laughs> hold on i got my i got i got a piece to say because like i i'm in that okay. colorado startups group like that's how i met the the people that run the liquor company out here you know so i i'm i'm in the colorado startup group but to kyle's point is like Right. These groups like on Facebook, especially they're easy to create. And because they're easy to create, like it's, if you, you got to moderate them closely because it turns into just spam content and everybody is spamming about every little thing. And like, yeah, some, some of the tips are and some of the advice and, and some of the questions are, you know, you need answers to like some of these people are looking for CPAs, you know, now that it's tax season or they're looking for, you know, somebody in the legal field that can write them like a privacy policy or a Yola or somewhere, you know, something along those lines. So like to Kyle's point is like, if we created a group like this, we want to create a cross promotional group that doesn't really stem into just one industry, but there's no reason why we all can't succeed. Right. Because if, if we're helping each other, because there's enough room out there and we're all in separate industries and there might be a little cross like um, uh, competition, like cross competition, just maybe a little bit in terms of gaining market share. But at the end of the day, there's enough out there for everybody. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, th the reason why I asked is because. Somebody was asking me if I was a part of one um, and I, I I'm not currently part of one. Um, and I was talking to somebody at the gym uh, last week and he was saying, he's like, you know, we have this group. Um, if you ever want to be a part of it, we talk about uh, it's a bunch of small business owners. We talk about um, what works for us, what doesn't work for us. And they just kind of like you said, they just bounce ideas off of each other um, and to basically just say what works for them. And they are just a resource for all these people in this group to just keep them connected. So I didn't know if you guys were at all. Um, Cause I'm just curious into being a part of something like that. So yeah, what, yeah, gr we are what group sure. is that? Can we get in that group? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make like our own. We'll make a better one. <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, at, we're at the stage where anything and everything can be helpful in some yeah, way, yeah. shape, or form. Totally agree. Yeah. Especially if these people have already like gone through it or they're currently going through it, you know, like they yeah. have the advice they they've could maybe save us like a few hours of, you know, stress just by asking them one question since they've already gone through it. So, yeah, but yeah, I would, if you have the ability to network and to continue to grow and to, you know, put yourself in a position where you can meet some of these people and, and turn them into clients, then definitely do so. Definitely. Yep. It is a great idea. So, you know, are you doing anything to, like educate or inspire other people to kind of like maybe take the same path that you took? Um, not, not currently. Um, I mean, I will always say 
um, for people to kind of pursue their passions. And as one of the things at school, um, one of the entrepreneurship professor professors said something that was really impactful to me. Um, and it's always stuck with me and it was just, you know, do what you love. Um, and the money will always follow kind of a thing. Um, and that's something that when people talk to me about starting my business and everything, um, it was never done for money. Um, and that's something that I, I eagerly push to other people that are even considering, uh, wanting to do their own thing one day. Um, just do what you love. Just be the best at it. Be the best for you. Um, and the money is always going to follow. So it's worked for me this far. Um, can't say it's going to work for everybody, but I would love to get the word out more. I really would. Yeah. hundred percent. I think Kyle and I, we've, we understand that now, like at least speaking for myself, uh, when I was younger, like I wanted that corporate job. Like I wanted to be some, you know, big wig in some corporate position had three corporate jobs. Like I was able to have two internships and then the job that I'm currently in. And here we are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, here we are in this phone call, making all this stuff happen. Yep. So it's like, yeah, you know, I was there. I was like, I, I want the money and, and it's just not what I want right, at yeah. all. It's not worth it, dude. No, I mean, that's what we that, were. Go ahead. Go ahead dude. Uh, I mean, that's me growing up. I remember, I remember profoundly talking to my dad. I was like, you know, I want to, I want to grow up and I want to wear a suit all the time. My dad's a financial advisor. So he was always wearing suits. Um, and he, I don't know why this sticks out to me so much. He always told me, he's like, just because you're wearing a suit doesn't mean you're happy and it doesn't mean you're making money. So, and look at me now, I'm, I'm outside wearing flannel line khakis and doing what I love. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Money is definitely just not the, I mean, it, it, it could maybe be, you know, like a, a driver to get you to follow your passion. Like, Oh, like if I do my passion, I'll make money at some point. Like it might be a, um, a like an end goal for some people, but, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, money isn't going to give you happiness. So unless you're doing something that makes you happy, that eventually gives you money, you're probably just not happy and wasting time. I mean, at the end of the day, dude, it's, it's a tool. Um, and I, I mean, money is a tool where it doesn't buy you happiness, but what you choose to do with it can, I guess, escalate your happiness kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. But I think for a lot of these people too, it's like, yeah, to your point, money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but what it does buy is financial freedom and it gives you more time to do what you actually want to do. Right. So like, you know, in, in terms of money could pay for trips and it could pay for a lavish lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's also paying for you to basically create more experiences and memorable experiences with your own time and you get more time to do those things. So, yeah. And I think, I think we're part of a, a generation where we're really switching uh, kind of gears to, instead of being financially secure and that's all we're working for, we're looking for more, me time. You know what I mean? We're looking for more time to have experiences. Um, and I'm excited for that because this generation, we can do something really, really special. And I think that there's going to be a societal shift where it's more, more or less, I don't know, kind of live your life, enjoy your life. 
Right. It's crazy with things like social media now, too. Like, I mean, people become famous overnight almost, it seems like, with things they post on TikTok or anything. And, I mean, you know, within a year, they're out, like, all of them are in a house in, like, California or something, and they're all just content creators. And, like, you know, you really don't have to have some specific business plan or anything like that. If you're just creative with a camera and Internet access, I mean, you can pretty much turn anything into something yeah i don't know if that's good or if that's just scary because you got yeah, like so you got 16 year olds that are millionaires it's uh, crazy. like what are the, they you know then they don't know how to handle millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars absolutely uh, yeah i don't even know if i know how to handle millions of dollars <laughs> i'm like and i'm in the financial field yeah <laughs> hopefully we're lucky enough to find out someday kyle <laughs> yeah, we'll see. As long as so, we can afford that cardboard box, man. <laughs> <We're living. laughs> hey, man, oh, yeah. that roof above your head doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So, I guess this is a question for you guys because, um, I mean, I hope some people in my area are going to listen to this. Um, I'm going to push some people too. Um, when you guys have a, you guys have a mission of and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys say be all in with your, with your company and your brand. Um, I'm curious and I'm sure others that are listening, uh, are going to be curious as well. What does that mean to you guys? Gina, Gina asked question. Yeah. So like literally the last and you can go for it. Yeah. I was just gonna say, so the first, uh, the first girl that we had on here, as like a guest, she's one of our leaders. She asked us the same question and, you know, we break it down into what it actually means, right. Is to believe, to challenge and then inspire because Kyle and I like to what we had been talking about this whole time is we've wanted the jobs that we're in right now. Right. And, And we've fought for them and we've like clawed for them and we've put ourselves in a great position and realizing that it's just not exactly what we want. So we take an approach like what we're doing right now. Right. Like we're believing in ourselves to get after this. So, you know, we believe that we have the skill, the talent and the drive to get it done. And we've gone through over this last year, we've gone through this whole like challenging part of actually bringing it to life. Like we've been in calls. There's probably not like one hour of the day that we haven't been in calls. Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but like we've talked to people overseas all the time where we're talking to each other like four or five times a day on the phone, at least while we're, we also have conversations on like on Snapchat and text. We have like four conversations going on once and four things, <laughs> but then, you know, we do, we do uh, to cap it off is like, we inspire, we try to inspire like people like you and, and everybody else that like that knows about this brand because the whole point of like what the inspire portion is, it's to, you know, like live a life that you were meant to be right. Live the life that you were meant to live basically. Right. So we work from that standpoint to inspire people to get out of their comfort zone, to, to go after what they were meant to actually do in life. Because to your point is like, it's a leap of faith, right? It's a leap of faith. And that's where the whole be all in portion you know, came from, it's because like, we want you to dive into what you actually are good at, what your, your side hustle, um, your company, because, you know, over at least like over 30%, right, Kyle, we've looked at a few studies, 30 to 40%, or maybe a little bit higher than that of people have some side hustle, 
right? They're just too scared to maybe take that leap because they love the financial like backing and they love like the benefits that they have and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, we, we're taking this approach of being all in from the point of believing, challenging and, ins- and inspiring others because we like we want to succeed as much as you want. Like we want you to succeed. Right. So like we we want everybody that we touch, everybody that, you know, can affiliate with this brand, because this is literally the brand for entrepreneurs. And it's why Visionware was invented and why Visionware is coming about, because we're literally the first apparel company to invest back in our consumer group. Right. So like we're we're going all in with what we want and we're going all in with the company. All of our cards and our chips are on the table here, um, just in terms of making sure that other people can succeed with us, because we want to give that that, um, you know, we want to promote the whole like go after, you know, your dreams instead of just talking about it. Yeah. A little bit of backstory too, Peter. When we when we first started this, and this was this was where you know we kind of I don't want to say it was a mistake, but we learned from it. Was we we started and our first launch was very focused around fitness wear and and gym stuff because we both loved the gym and we were like, oh, like I was I always wanted to have my own clothing line ever since like you know before college when I started watching Christian and then in college I tried starting one and. Nobody wanted to front the money for it, but I always wanted to have a fitness brand. And then we quickly realized like the fitness market is just very saturated. So like, could we break into it? Maybe. But then we started talking more and more and we're like, you know, we just, we love listening, listening to people's stories about how they started their own brands like yourself and all the other people we've previously had. And like, we just really want to be that brand for entrepreneurs and, you know, be the first company, as Cam said, that literally invests back in the consumer. And we're going to do that through our loyalty. Um, and if you, a lot of these companies, are, they always say things like Nike's like, Oh, just do it. Or alpha learn more, be more, dream more. <laughs> Um, but none of those companies actually back their statements by giving back to their consumers. And it's more so just like, oh, if you're going to align with our brand, then you'll do what you're going to do. Um, and we'll actually invest back into you so that you can help fulfill you know, your passion and, and continue your side hustle. So that's our goal. I mean, it's, it's really inspiring. It really is. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of, of you guys. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm very proud in seeing that you guys actually have a passion in this. Um, Cam, I know you don't know me that well, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd say that with, with pride, I am proud of you guys, uh, where you've come so far. Um, you guys are inspiring me. Um, I'm excited to see where you guys go with this. I am. Yeah. No, thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah, we are no, too. We, we appreciate <laughs> it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a long journey, but you know, Kyle and I, we, we love it we're going to do everything in our power to try to make this full time. Like before the year's out, we got two launches slated for this year. So it's going to, once we have the product and we have the inventory, it comes down to like how well we can sell, but not like, not only how well we can sell, you know, how well we can make people relate to this brand. And this brand is so relatable. And to Kyle's point is like, we're going for that action packed mission backed type approach of putting our money where our mouth is and making it happen for everybody else. It's going to be a good time. So do you guys want to be, (laughs) do you guys want to be mainly online or do you ever think about doing like pop-up shops or anything? I think pop-up shops would be cool, but Oh uh, yeah, I mean we have a we, pretty good following for that. 
I think that the way, in all honesty, I think that how Kyle and I will take this approach is we're going to stick e-commerce to the point where we can eventually fund a gym. And from a gym, I think our gym would be our first brick and mortar for selling stuff. And then we could do like pop-up shops. I mean, because we like, granted to what Kyle was saying is, you know, we started out in the fitness field and like, we kind of want to, we're, well, I shouldn't say we kind of, we do want to get into like streetwear and the casual wear. And, but it's not like we wouldn't like not go to an expo. You know, if once those come back around again, I, we'd love to go to an expo, set up a booth and, and, you know, meet people for sure. So we could do pop-up shops, expos, yeah. brick and mortar. We're all over the place, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a good time though, for sure. Yeah. A lot of work ahead, but. Yeah, no, this is, it's, it's cool to talk about because, um, there was, there was talk about it, um, with, with my sister actually. Um, and she has wanted to start something very similar. Um, but mainly like how you guys said, you're kind of sticking away from it cause it is very saturated, but more or less like an athletic, uh, apparel, not even brand, just like a, a she would basically get um, a lot of brands that you can't find uh, in our area and everything. And she wanted, she's wanted to do this for so long and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious to see where you guys from starting from the ground up uh, where you guys are going um, because it's, it's something that hits home to me too. Yeah. If she has questions and or needs advice as to, you know, what to do and what not to do, like <laughs> oh, I would be more than happy to, <laughs> to you know give our two cents from what we've picked up that was the whole point of like starting this podcast right so like we originally started this because we wanted to capture and show and tell our brand as we're building it from the ground up you know and and we transitioned to like that's what the whole forging the brand segment is and then we've added the be all in segment which you know brings on individuals such as yourself that have they're going through the same process just in like a different field like you, you've been through in some way, shape or form, you've gone through the same startup stuff that we have and you've done some different startup stuff and we've done some different startup stuff just based on industry specific. But at the end of the day, you know, like we're cut from the same cloth. We really are. Yeah. So we, we can, did you have any other questions for us or was that like your big? No, I mean, that was my big thing because you know, when you guys do your first launch, um, I'm definitely going to be, you know, rocking the, uh, the apparel and, and I want, I want other people to understand what you guys are about. Um, and I want to more or less be the spokesperson for this area and be like, dude, look at this brand. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah si- simply put, it's that, you know, we're the brand for people that actually are making it happen opposed to just sitting there running their mouth. I think that, now more than ever, you know, words have just become words and they've lost meaning. So we're, we're trying to bring that back for sure. And I think that, I think that Kyle and I will do a good job of bringing that back. Yeah. My whole end goal would be like, if you're, if you're out and about somewhere and you see someone with like an iron pole shirt, shorts, jacket, whatever it might be. Like you just know that they're someone else who's also trying to start their own side hustle. And it's just like, it's an automatic networking opportunity. Like you don't even know who this person's name is, but you know, the brand that they're associated with and you already know right off the bat, they're trying to do something that's, you know, they're passionate about and you just like start talking about that. And, you know, I think that'd be so cool. 
Yeah. Sp- speaking of names, you know, like we haven't really been asked the question how like the Iron Pulse name came about, but we've talked about it on one of our podcasts and it's one of our podcast episodes and it's Kyle and I, oh, dude, we were picking a name out. It, we, we went through some rough patches. We went through some rough patches, but we, you know, that whole Iron Pulse name came about for, you know, people having the same strength on the outside as they do within, because we look at it from a perspective of like, you know, the iron and the pulse side of things and, and combine it. But, you know, with iron, like iron is the only thing that can basically deteriorate other iron. And, you know, you, you get to choose your own destiny, right? You get to destroy yourself. If you want to destroy yourself, nobody, you know, you don't let other people do it for you. So we took it at, we took it like as a literal approach as to, you know, you have the same strength on the inside as you do without, but with, with that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility of not ruining yourself by, you know, letting what other people say, or just by getting your head down too much. So you got to make it happen, man. Got to make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, we can, we can get ready to wrap, wrap this up here, but just so everybody that does listen to this, that does watch this on YouTube um, can find you, you have a website, you use Instagram a lot. Like what are your social platform handles where people can find you? We'll also link them in the description. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is at shine detailing services. Um, the website's uh, www.shinedetailingwny.com. Um, we are just kind of starting our Facebook now, so uh, <laughs> that'll be to come. Um, so nothing for that yet, but um, those are those are our ways to find us. Good stuff, brother. Well, thanks again for being on here. I'm sure people are going to find a lot of great value and listening to this conversation and, and watching our facial expressions for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely give Peter a follow. And if you are in the Buffalo area, the man will do right by you with your auto detailing. So thanks again, yeah. man, for coming on. Thank you guys. I it's seriously honored to be on here. So I'm excited to see where you guys go. Yeah. Vice versa. Brother. Yeah, vice versa. absolutely.